we pick off in between that one moment right after Ramarisha said try try that try that one again cuz pick off i don't think is a phrase nope pick up you said pick off man y'all y'all need to come live down in the south a little bit cuz that is surely a phrase <laughs> Hi friend, welcome to Heartbeats, a storytelling podcast taking place in an extraordinary land filled with ordinary people. I am your storyteller Xander, and here with me are Rob and Jazz. So let's take a trip into town and see what's going on, shall we? We, <laughs> we pick up in that brief moment of silence right after Ramirez told you both who's ready to fly. I mean, Jacques looks expectantly at Ramirez to see whether he's going to raise his hand because Jacques certainly isn't. Well, I suppose this counts as a uh, local interest piece. Can I... Hey, Ramirez, I know you said we're going to help. Can I just have a quick sidebar with my friend here? Um, is that okay? He looks at you, uh, like, soup in hand. Yeah, I guess I can give you a minute, you know, but just a minute. And he, uh, goes and takes a seat at, uh, a table next to y'all on the further end away from y'all and starts drinking your soup from the bowl. Charlene. Yes? I don't think dying in a tragic event is a local interest piece. That's what you would call an obituary. Who says if we die here, we die in real life? Um. You don't think Cal and Aurora would save us? I, I think this would be a very short podcast. <laughs> 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 Sorry. Um, I don't particularly want to test it to find out. Jacques, has anyone ever called you uh, a scaredy cat? Yep. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is one of those times. We're going. Let's go. <sighs> okay. And um, Jacques turns back to uh, Ramirez and says, um, how was that? Did we get it in under a minute? He he holds up one finger as he's now tipping the soup bowl a little bit further in, wipes his mouth. You know, I think it might have been a little bit under. But let's go, you know. Okay, let's go fly. And he jumps up and starts making his way down the street kind of looking back to make sure you two are following him up the path. As they're walking, Charlene is going to pull out the two stones. Mm-hmm. And she's going to hold on to the blue one, and she's going to try to hand the red one to Jacques. Oh, thank you. I just want you to know I'm very proud of you for what we're about to do, but I am also literally handing you a piece of the sky raft that we can't fly without. So we both have a interest in seeing both of these pieces put back in. Call it a symbol. I think I understand. Uh, you know I'm not any good at magic though, right? I'm aware, Jacques. That's why I'm handing you the red one and I'm keeping the blue one and we'll put them back in together. Okay. Or okay. hand them to one of the brothers. I'm just concerned. So... What about us being in the plane makes it different than last time? If we're changing this tragic event and Ramirez lived and Tymiros died, what does adding two more people to the plane change? Everything. 
It changes everything, Jacques. Okay. Because Ramirez didn't know who we were the first time we met him. Us being here has completely changed everything. Yeah. We're interfering, just like Steiner doesn't want us to. And she gives you this coy grin. Yeah. Jacques furrows his brow, and that's not in any way calmed him down. Maybe X-Nay on the saying, the name of the deity thing. You know, you say names too often and people tend to hear it. She turns to Ramirez. Hey, Ramirez, are you on Team Aurora or Team Snyder? Steiner. <laughs> he He's a bit ahead of y'all and he turns back. The hell y'all blubbered on about? You know we need to make haste. And he just really ignores the question entirely and, and is moving up the, the hill. You guys see uh, the house that y'all started at in close proximity. Sure, Charlene, just call out for the boogeyman while you're at it. You know the boogeyman's not real. However, the swamp witch, she'll come and get you. Oh, that is the boogeyman. <laughs> so you guys, after a few moments, uh, reach Tymaris's house. The plane seems to be outside of the, the gate uh, toward the back of the house that y'all start approaching. And you see Tymaris just making a few adjustments, uh, hitting the wings with a hammer. But uh, Ramirez kind of gestures his big arm over there to to y'all. He's like, all right, give it back. Get settled up. We're going to fly. You know? All right, Jacques. This is the real test. You can either hold on to that stone and I'll go up without you. Or you can give it up and come with. Jacques, despite his fear, is at his core a team player. So he looks um, at Charlene and um, sighs uh, kind of very elaborately. Um, it's one of those whole body sighs, a slump of resignation. And he says, um, who's ready to fly, huh? Um, and he'll walk forward to put the stone back into the machine. When he says that, Charlene gives him the cheekiest smile and goes up and puts her stone in too. So you two both make your way uh, to the front of the the plane. Uh, Timerius joining y'all and just going, Oi, you're back. All right, let's uh, get those stones back in. <laughs> y'all uh, already have them in hand. All right, and he pops up the front. Uh, you two place them in with uh, with with ease. They're, they're a lot easier to pop in then to pop out um as Jacques puts the stone in he gives it a rub on his shirt and says uh yep part of the mayor's cleaning service magical stones cleaned and all ready to go oi right right cleaning <laughs> all right well you two get first pick so you have one of the wings or the back seats which one do y'all want could you tell me a bit more about what each person does on the sky raft like what what does each what does each role entail? Oh yeah. So so the back controls uh the tailgate. The tailgate helps turn the plane left or right. Uh whoever's on the wings gets to help tilt the plane up or down depending on which wing they're on. So if they're on the left, they tilt it up, the wing goes up. Tilt down, wing goes down, so does the whole plane. Very important job for both those. Um Do any of them involve brute strength? Because strength is not my strength. 
Oh, well, uh, the least amount of strength would probably be the back. Okay, I'll take that. Alrighty, alright, alright. And he looks over at you, Charlene. That means you're taking one of the wings. Left or right? I suppose left. Oi, right. <laughs> Oi, left. <laughs> and he looks over uh, to his brother, Ramirez. Orc Sniffer, you get to be on the right. And <laughs> Ramirez just gives him the, the finger and uh, hop, hops on in. Did he call him Orc Sniffer? He has since yeah. they, we first saw yeah, him. Yeah, Orc Sniffer. <sighs> so you guys get uh, outfitted with like little helmets with goggles on them uh, to help with like windshield and stuff. Uh, you guys get all situated. So on the wings, there are two joysticks you have. Uh, one can be pulled up and down that controls the like flap that's behind you. And there's one in the front uh, flap that the other one controls. So when you lift one down, you would push that one up and it would have it lift one up, one would go down so the plane can really pick up air and turn quicker, like do a barrel roll kind of kind of turn. Like it really lifts up the wing and then vice versa. So if you have one back, the other forward in the opposite direction, it would go down. So you'd have to be pretty in sync with the person to your right, which is Ramirez. I just have to say mm -hmm. that all of this description is making Jazz's stomach do barrel <laughs> rolls. But Charlene <laughs> is all about this. Nice. And uh, Rob, you have only one lever that moves left and right in front of you that rotates the plane's back wing uh, left or right, the uh, mm -hmm. the tail, the tailgate. Yeah. Ramirez kind of shows you how everything works for the wing. Timera shows uh, Jacques how the back works. And can y'all roll me perception as y'all are getting ready to kind of take a look of like um, the area around you where the plane has been moved to from the front of the house to the back of the house between the last time y'all were there? <laughs> yeah, boy. Uh, five and five is ten. Okay. Eight. So you you both notice this pretty easily that in front of the plane, the kind of slight incline that the house is on, the back of it has a more steep decline uh, where y'all are on the top of the hill. And you notice that at the end of this hill where you assume the plane is going to roll, on to, uh, roll down is kind of a wooded ramp uh, that, you know, will lift up it's a ramp and you notice Tymerus getting getting ready in the back about to start pushing the plane boy y'all better buckle up because we only got one chance of this so as you prepare you start feeling the first movement the boom boom as Tymerus is in the back of the thing pushing it and as it starts gaining more speed as it starts getting closer and closer down the hill you see Timaris try to jump into the sky raft, though one of his hands seems to have slipped, and the sky raft is starting to descend down the hill, going faster and faster. Jacques is, like, seeing that he is sort of struggling to get that other hand free, Jacques pulls out his umbrella, and um, holding the top of the umbrella sort of extends it down so that Timaris could grab the, the handle of it to try and, like, pull his hand up and onto the craft. You're able to help him get his grip, and he starts climbing aboard and running to the front seat, bal balancing pretty well, and jumps into the, the cockpit. Though, as y'all are kind of going down the hill, the plane seems to be drifting a little bit left. Oi, we need to go a bit right! So Charlie needs to match what Ramirez is doing. 
Uh, yes, you need to help with getting the plane a little bit turned as this thing is careening pretty okay. quickly down this hill. Uh, so for that, can you roll me a strength check? That is a six. <laughs> so you guys get the plane starting to get straight. Uh, you start getting a feel for how much you need to pull back on, on the levers, like how to adjust them to barely move. So you're starting to get a hang of that as you guys keep turning left and overshooting a bit as you and Ramirez both are trying to figure out how this thing works. But you guys start careening down and down, going faster and faster. And then you guys get near it, get on the ramp and you start flying up into the sky. Though, as your eyes are now skyward, uh, seeing all this mist around you, before it was kind of a, a milky gray mist, it seems to be getting darker and darker and more chaotic in how it's swirling about. Uh, but you guys soon start to level in the air as you start flying in the sky raft. Charlene's feeling pretty exhilarated at this point. I don't know that she's ever been in the air like this. And it's, she's got her goggles on, she's got her little aviator cap, and is just like screaming in delight and glee. Uh, not not loud enough to alert anybody to there being a problem, but just like, wee, like you do on a roller coaster. Very recently, Jacques has discovered that he has a fear of flying. <laughs> um, <laughs> very recently, in fact, and um, his eyes are <laughs> clenched shut at the moment, and he's sort of holding on to um, the edge of the uh, the the sky raft um, to brace himself. He's not. He knows he has to be like aware of his surroundings, but for this brief moment, he's just trying to clench his eyes and gritting his teeth. Alrighty. So you guys are flying around. And Jacques, you hear Timaris call back to you. Boy, we need to kind of turn a little bit left here. You got this, Jacques? Y- yes. Um, and Jacques will open his eyes and sort of like hard slam the lever left. <laughs> um, and you guys make a pretty hard left. Boy, too much, too much. Oh, uh, uh, um. And Jacques pulls the lever back Uh hard right but not quite as hard right oh wait bring it center bring it center as as the plane now starts kind of careening toward uh the right <laughs> uh shark brings it back center and goes ah oh, maybe i should have chosen a different position like ground crew oh like ground crew that that's an idea <laughs> i could have like waited at the landing zone or something oh i should have had that idea and you hear Amaris just go you didn't think about landing and uh, at that point, you all realize simultaneously that Timaris never thought about landing. So now y'all are currently flying in the in the air, unable to potentially land. Tragic event, Charlene! Quick, where's the closest farm? Um, Jacques pulls out the map that he's had, and in the <laughs> intense breeze of the uh, plane, loses hold of it, and it flutters off into the distance. Yeah, so that map flies off fluttering in distance. Though, as you look back to see this map fluttering, uh, you start noticing the mist kind of starting to swirl a little bit faster. Uh, Can you roll me perception? Seven. Seven. Uh, So you start looking around and you notice in front of you as you are, y'all are now about halfway over heartbeats. You notice that in front of you starts to be spinning tendrils of mist 
uh, off in the distance in front of you, about four of them, not striking down to the ground, but kind of just flailing and spinning in front of y'all, dangling in there. And it doesn't seem that Timerus or Ramirez really notices any of that. Charlene, momentarily, you will... uh, be able to see these mists since you're looking straight ahead you will start seeing these like starting to form in front of you does it look like fingers of a hand or does it look like tendrils on an octopus uh tendrils of an octopus though they're spinning kind of like a tornado so like the tips of them are pretty thin and small okay charlene's going to shout to timeris uh maybe we should circle back and find a lake or a field to land on? Uh, we, we've proven this is successful. How about we get back to the ground? Oh, that's a good idea. We can head on to uh, Big Al's farm. Sure, let's do that. Let's do that quickly. All right, well, y'all are in control. <laughs> that's not how I feel. So you guys start getting closer to the, uh, to the like four tendrils. Would Charlene be able to roll a navigate for, like, travel and direction? Um, She gets a plus one to journey checks. Sure, absolutely. Okay. She's going to try and figure out what direction it's in to be able to give uh, Jacques a better idea of where to go. Sounds good. So, yeah, so you can roll a navigation if you want as you are uh, approaching these these four tendrils that are are fairly spaced apart. Uh, I feel like... Charlene is starting to get a sense of heartbeats and has walked around enough and kind of has a sense of the town, but it's not... It's She's trying to intuit the town a little bit. So she's going to... Navigation is a soft skill, so I'm going to do spirit and intelligence. Mm-hmm. We'll see how this goes. Uh, that is a six plus well-traveled. Uh, so that is a seven. Seven. Yeah, so... Uh- from member, you don't know where the farm is. You've never actually been that far outside of town. Though being up this high right. in the air, looking around, you can clearly see the the farm, especially how it is with it being uh, in furrows and stuff. Uh, so you know that it is in the opposite direction of which you're flying. It's, it's behind y'all at this point. Jacques, we need to turn around. Hard right. Um... Jacques again slams the uh, handle hard right. All right. So as you slam the thing hard right, uh, you start flying. You start going hard left. Though the plane doesn't seem to be moving, like turning hard right as fast as you wish. Yeah. She's going to look over to Ramirez and go, we need to go back the other way and bank uh, her lovers so that uh, it pivots. Yeah. Because right now they're turning left and she's on the left wing. Yeah. So you are all able to do this pretty pretty easily uh, with the assistance of Jacques and Ramirez tra- working in tandem with you in, in your directions. So you're able to dodge these four four tendrils, if not barely, just by the time frame of you guys getting getting all this together. Though something just feels off. Jacques, roll me an insight. That's a 12 for insight. As you are banking left, and because of how much you keep banking it left and right through the the three times you've used it, you feel something is wrong because as you're turning, it feels a lot looser, like there's no more restraint, like there's no strain on it anymore. And you 
careen your head back a bit and you notice that the back flap that would turn has fallen off. The flap fell off? Yes. Uh, the the back wing part that would help the plane turn left and right easier has flown fallen off. off. T- Tiberius, do you have a, um, a bit of an odd question to be asking you, Minaire? Do you have a replacement tail flap? Oh, yeah, replacement tail. Oh, fuck. And he just is like, oh, we better make that landed fast now. You guys start noticing the plane is kind of getting, at least for for Jazz and Ramirez, uh, you guys are feeling the plane is a bit harder to control. Uh, Y'all are constantly making micro adjustments to keep it straight, because without the back tail thing, it is unable to kind of keep keep its direction easily. Charlene realizes they're going too fast and having to make so many adjustments and she's going to yell back over her shoulder as she's adjusting the two joysticks. Jacques! Use your umbrella to slow us down! (laughs) She's going to shout that back. Yeah, look, I'll give it a go. Um, Jacques sort of twists in his seat um, and opens the umbrella up behind him to try and catch some of the air and slow down the movement of the plane. Okay, so we will get back to that here in a moment. Though as Jacques is getting his umbrella ready and getting it pulled out, you hear Timaris just go, Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, wait, fuck, that is such a the wrong voice. (laughs) Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, no, these can't be good. Oh, Oh, man. uh, Oh, no. Whoa. (laughs) Oh, you. Whoa, whoa. Hello? No, no. Hello? This is dog. Um, no. Um, it goes, Hello, this time it was. No, 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 no. No, not now, not now. Does he appear to be screaming at Jacques or at something else he sees at the front of the plane? Uh, he His attention is at the front of the plane, uh, just screaming, and he's hitting on on the front of, of something <laughs> that you can't really make out. Is there anything else that we can do at the wings uh, to help either Jacques out or help slow the plane down? I mean, there, there are options if you want to slow it down. I mean, you have, like, Charlene has magic that can possibly be used um Jacques is about to do the umbrella thing if that's what he's about to still do Charlene is going to yell at to Timiris at the front of the plane what do we need to do oi we need to uh at least stay afloat a little bit but uh we might be having a problem the engine's uh failing (laughs) it's running out of juice Charlene is going to yell up what kind of juice does it run on? Oh, it runs on apple juice. What do you think it runs on? It runs on magic. <laughs> and he's just like, Got at this it. point, punching the, the goddamn front of his thing. It's like, work, work, work. And he, and he is clearly being frantic. R- Ramirez is like doing a prayer. Charlene is going to focus. She's not going to close her eyes, but she's going to like look at the engine. And still be aware of her surroundings and think about how she's possessed these stones for a couple of hours Mm -hmm. and try to, like, reach out and somehow enhance both of them. If there's one that's failing more than the other, she's going to focus on that. Okay. Uh, So we're going to take this in in turn. So real quick, is Jacques going to be pulling out his umbrella as requested? 
Yeah, I'll pop it open. I think Jacques was so focused on doing that that he's missed some of the conversation. Like he's he's heard it but not paid attention to it. Yeah, and the wind is pretty pretty rustling. The plane's making or the sky raft is making weird noises. So maybe more focused on the fact that these noises mm. are not probably good. So yeah, so you open it up. Please roll me these three dice. Okay. Strength. Mm-hmm. Strength mm-hmm. in spirit. Okay. Is 11. Great. So we'll resolve that momentarily. Charlene, you're reaching out to the, the stones you've been carrying, and you do have a connection to them because you have infused your magic into one of them before, and you can feel them, and you notice that they are weak. You can sense that they're weak, and you're... What are you trying to do now with this established connection? Charlene is going to try to find the magic power within her and, like, lend the power or gift it to the stones in order to... Uh, only a pair of them uh, in order to give them enough juice to be able to land appropriately. So sure. she'd like to lend some of her remaining MP uh, to the stones. And how much MP do you have? I have six. I would like to give two to each stone, which would be a total of four. Okay. So, okay, so this is going to actually be a constant drain on you. So you're going to be okay. continuously feeding these things, or else these things may run out of power sooner than you would like, because you don't know how much okay. magic is actually being used in this engine. So you don't, you know, you don't right. want to give it too little, but you're just trickling in this magic. So per uh, what we're going to say per turn, in this case, or per bit, uh, you'll be losing two mana each time. So right now, subtract two mana, and so you're good for a little bit. Okay. And then another bit. Jacques, uh, you almost have this umbrella slip from your hands, though with a sudden kick of the, the plane as it kind of jumps and bolts, you're able to catch it and hold it, and your umbrella opens wide. And can you roll me weird? <laughs> yeah. Should have seen that coming. <laughs> Let's get weird. 58. Cool, cool, cool. So your umbrella uh, unfurls and opens wide and seems to get a lot wider, matching the size of the, the plane's wings as you're holding onto this with, with deer might and using both the remaining bit of the, the end wing to help anchor it while you're holding and keeping it steady. Oi, whatever you two doing, keep it up! And he starts uh, seeming to lower, lower the plane forward, uh, as the propellers in the front starts getting a bit slower and speeding up and slower as it as he starts descending, he gestures to you, Charlene, and to Ramirez with his with his hands to as like a dive down, indicating to bring your your wings downward so the landing can start because y'all are getting kind of close to the farm at this point. Okay, she's gonna throw the lever to start. She's she's concentrating so much in lending the MP to the stones that she's not really aware of how much she's throwing the lever. Yeah. Or and how much which, she's indicating. She's just like, throw it. Yeah. So in which case, uh, because you are concentrating, I need you to roll me. And you're gotcha. getting a subtraction from this roll because of your concentration. Okay. Uh, well, that is a 11 to the roll. Okay, and with a minus two, that, that's still solid. So, yeah, you're still able to uh, manage the, the plane well enough while keeping 
your focus primarily on infusing the gems with magic. So subtract another two mana. And you guys are getting lower and lower. Though, as you guys are getting lower, you notice that there seems to be something coming toward the plane from both sides. Uh, This is something that you don't need to roll perception for because it's not only pretty big and visible, but it's loud. You see swarms of mist fluttering toward you, all in the shape of bats. Ah, Steiner. And without being able to hear Jacques, Charlene yells, Steiner! Leave us alone! And with that, both of you notice that in this moment, everything goes silent. You look around to notice that the fluttering mist has stopped. The plane itself has stopped. Though you two are able to move and look around freely. So we freeze frame again? Yes. Jacques, now seems like a really good time to fix that rudder. I don't think... Sorry, you want me to get out of the plane? (laughs) Um, Does Charlene feel like her magic lending is still working or did that freeze as well um so oddly you still get the sensation that it's going to it but that it stopped like you have a string that's tugged but it's not like still tugging it's just like mid tug you feel that from from you okay though charlene you hear it once again uh you heard it before with steiner you hear that chirping though instead of coming from inside you it's coming from behind you uh, I have it so that the latch is like right over my shoulder and I just pop the or attempt to pop the top of the scroll case. You're able to pop it. Rob, you get a jolt of strength coming from your umbrella that you're holding. So both of you, I need you both to roll me something to handle this because Charlene, you're popping this open and you're feeling a huge pressure as... You're trying to lift this lock. And Jacques, you are trying to control this feeling that is being forced inside you. Um, Strength and spirit. One part for the physical, one part for the internal is what I'm rolling. Perfect. And what will Charlene be rolling? I think it'll be Dex spirit to kind of maintain her balance as she's going to be lopsided trying to get the lock. And also concentrate on the magic. Perfect. Roll that for me. As you guys get these feelings coming through, y'all, you notice that the sounds start coming back. The rotor of the the blade in front of the Skyraft starts spinning once again. Charlene, what did you roll? I rolled a five. Rob, what did you roll? I rolled a nine. So as everything comes up Rob your strength allows you to now just hold this umbrella pretty easily in fact you're able to easily just use this to help steer the plane now with with no real issue and Charlene you pop the top of this and what whips around you uh, and makes you almost lose control a bit and it does sever your tie with infusing magic into the engine 
hundreds of canaries fly out of your your tube, flying around and surrounding you, surrounding the plane. What you notice is that both Timerus and Ramirez are slunched over, passed out. And you notice that these swarms of misty bats are colliding with these bright yellow canaries as the plane is being slowly descending down and down into where the farm is in front of y'all. Charlene feels the magic sever and the canaries fly out and she just gets this wave of relief as she gets some of her dexterity and just bodily function back. And she lets out this whoop that sounds a little bit like, go, Yoke, go! I think Shark feels comforted in this moment. And it's a weird, Jacques has always understood individual effort and kind of personal exertion as being a negative thing because he's grown up around people who follow Steiner, who make a virtue out of personal action. Um, And so he's always been a team player. And in this moment, he feels calm and comforted knowing that like, he's still having to work to hold this magic, but like there's something in him that is being exerted and it feels right. It feels like work that is satisfying. Um, And that's a very foreign concept for him. And he's sort of just reveling in this kind of feeling of knowing he's doing something that's contributing positively, like the self-satisfaction of that. So it takes y'all a minute seeing these swirls of yellow surrounding you as Charlene, you're keeping your, your hands on this latch, keeping the canary still and Jock, you're keeping this plane steady and straight as these canaries swarm around, stopping both these misty bats and also helping lower the plane safely without it careening, you know, left or right or flipping upside down. Uh, but soon you guys feel the touching of the ground, the like in the in the slide as you soon see dirt fly up past y'all through these colorful canaries. And soon all of it, including the misty bats, the scroll case closes and snaps shut. Jacques, your umbrella unfurls and closes and you hear Timerish just go, Oi, that was a bit of a, a rough landing, but I think we did it. Boy, I was not going to be happy, though. And you just hear Ramirez just cursing in Dwarvish. Charlene finally lets go and slumps back in the seat. Okay, yeah, next time. Never mind. Y'all soon make your way out of the plane. Tamaris is dusting himself off. Tamaris is just stomping on the ground, still cussing, <laughs> holding his chest like he like just had a heart attack. And Tamaris walks up to both of you and just goes, Oh, you two cleaners all right, especially for humans. I'm an elf. But, and he taps his ears. If you were an elf, you'd have some, some pointy ears, my friend. I, I do. No, you don't. At least I can't see him from down here. <laughs> I'm feeling racially persecuted here. 
I think what he's trying to say is he's too short to see that you're <laughs> No, I'm trying to work out whether this is a twist and we've secretly been in different bodies the whole time. Who knows? I mean, if only there was a shiny thing next to y'all that could fly, that could possibly show reflections, because none Um, of y'all looked in a mirror. Yeah, but we've looked at each other. Yeah, so. Okay, Jacques looks in... uh, Jacques (laughs) looks confused at this kind of... um, This dwarf who seems to think he's not a elf and he looks at the plane to see his reflection and see whether a bat has bitten off his ear or something. Yeah, you look at the reflection of the plane and it's not you who stares back. What does Jacques look like in this reflection? So um, the first thing that Jacques notices is um, where he normally is wearing his customary three-piece charcoal suit. Instead, he's wearing um, a blue Um, set of overalls and on his left breast pocket um, written and stitched in kind of white thread it says uh, Mayor Harrison Keene keeping the town clean vote one for Heartbeats Mayor Um, and uh, then uh, looking further up Jacques notices that he is indeed um, not himself he is a um, a very tanned um, man uh, probably 50 or so um, with um, well-worn wrinkles and kind of sun blemishes and a mat of fiery red hair Um, uh, and Jacques reaches up quickly and starts feeling his ears for the you know what he where he would normally expect to feel the point of his ears and is just feeling the um, rubbery cartilage and is kind of confused Um, okay so so uh, when you feel yourself, you would feel your normal ears. Like, you would feel yourself in your regular suit. That's weird. Jacques, what's going on? Hey, Charlene. Have you... What do I look like? You look like you've been through a harrowing air experience and you really wish you'd ever leave the ground again? True. Also rude. Have a look in a reflective surface. Tell me what you look like. <laughs> okay. And... Charlene is out of the sky raft and is looking at one of the nearby reflective surfaces. And you too, Ramirez, have a look in this thing. Tell me what you look like to yourself. So where where Charlene would expect to see uh, her creamy brown skin and her short black bobbed hair, uh, she sees dark white skin that's pocked with acne and white hair uh, like platinum blonde uh, bright blue eyes um, very much like she is she's never really seen anybody that looks this like they've never been outside (laughs) and it's very jolting for her Jacques, as you call for Ramirez, you don't immediately get any response from him. Jacques, what am I seeing? Is it a a, a tall 50-year-old man with fiery red hair? Because that's what I'm seeing when I look at myself. No. Yeah, and you can you can see each other's reflections, how you see them. So, like, you see Jacques' reflection as the fiery redhead, and Jacques, you see Charlene's as the platinum blonde. Jacques, who is that? And I point at my reflection. 
I don't know. Okay, I have some more questions for Cal. Speaking of which, we should probably go find them. Got any rocks handy? Um, as you look for a rock, you notice that the ground is no longer uh, the ground. It's no longer, you know, dirt. In fact, it's uh, pristine white. When you start looking um, around you, and both of you will notice this eventually when y'all look away from the plane, is that y'all are no longer in Owl's farm uh, crashed. It's you are now in this white void space with this plane. Jacques looks around um, the space. Does he see the table and the, the boombox again? Uh, yeah, you do. Uh, as you like, you know, walk around, take a look and walk around the plane on the other side of the plane is the boom box and table. Um, Jacques runs over and puts the tape in and presses play. Yeah. And does Charlene follow? Absolutely. And as soon as he hits play, she's going to launch into this tirade and go, Cal, you have got some explaining to do. Also, why is my face not my face and my hair is the wrong color? And what are these things that are red? On I don't understand. And you have really got to explain what is going on. Also, we met Steiner and that was really freaky. And we flew in a sky raft. <laughs> so when you, when you stop speaking, uh, a moment passes and you just hear a, a click, a tapping on like what sounds like a mic. Oh, is this thing on? Okay, great. Okay. Oh, okay. Cool. I think. Yes. All right. Uh, congratulations. You did it. I hope y'all enjoyed yourselves. It was great. Sorry for Steiner. She's a meanie. That's not my fault. It's kind of my fault. I borrowed her mist. Anyways, uh, what was I going to... Hold on, hold on. You hear the shuffling of paper like it's going through something. Let's see. Uh, things to address. One, this is a pre-recorded message. So I'm not actually here. Unlike last time. Or fifth time. Or time before. I don't know. Uh... So does that mean if we interrupt you and say stuff, you won't be able to respond or? No, so be quiet. I mean, uh, okay. So anyways, um, you guys get a reward because that's how things work, right? You do a thing and you get stuff. Uh, but I can only give you one thing. So both of you need to make a selection, you know, work together. You guys are really good at that, by the way. Uh, so yeah, so pick one of these things. And they should appear now. So a few moments pass, and soon uh, <laughs> glass, three glassy figures pop in front of the boombox. Uh, one is of a, of a plant. The other is the head of a wolf. And the third is a weird teardrop. A teardrop what? It, it kind of looks goopy. Oh. It, it, so all these are glass figures. Okay. Uh, the teardrop looks kind of goopy, like... Um, like if it wasn't like actual water, like if it was something more viscous and the glass figure is trying to represent that viscosity, the goopiness of it. Sandra, you just used the word viscosity and I love it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's what it is, right? Yeah, it's good. It's good. Yeah, no, it absolutely is. It's just <laughs> fantastic. It's a good word. I mean, I am a writer. I know words. I just like talking simply. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, so, yeah. So uh, when you select one, you guys will go back or forward. 
you'll be present. Anyways, bye! And the tape clicks off and the boombox fades away. I'm really starting to not like him. Them. It. This. And Charlene gestures around. I mean, Cal just seems casually indifferent to the horror that he just put me through. Um, So I can't really... It seems a bit harsh to judge them for that until maybe the next time we meet him. And by then I'll definitely have a list of complaints ready. Um, uh, So I don't really, I'm not a decorative person. um, So I don't really want an ornament to stick around my house. So do you want to choose Charlene? Charlene's going to look at the three and see if she can intuit anything from the glass, other than the viscosity of the teardrop. I'm fairly certain from looking at them that whichever one we choose, our rival will take the better one. Um. (laughs) Your rival. His name is Ray. No! You can cut that line out. I just wanted to see whether you would notice that you've put us into a Pokemon predicament. Again, that's a little bit of a two-meta joke. That's perfect. So I'd like to intuit something. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do I what do I know as I go up and inspect them? I don't touch them. Yeah. So what what are you trying to like? What are you wanting out of this um, like investigation that you're doing like this insight you're trying to get from looking at these? Charlene's pretty good at reading past what is like what is there. She's really good with symbolism and metaphors and things standing in for other things. So she's got a pretty good idea that this is not just a knickknack, but she doesn't know what a plant represents other than a plant. Like, plant is two, and she's drawing a blank, so she's trying to fill in the blank. Okay. Roll me intelligence and spirit. Uh, That's a seven. If it's investigation or insight, it becomes an eight. Okay, so yeah, it'd be a a insight. So it'd be that um, eight. So yeah, so as you're looking at this plant... Um, you're not drawing anything like plant is to something. Though kind of getting a bit closer mm-hmm. and really examining this this plant, you notice that the um so like it's a common flower, so it has petals shooting up from this the center round part. Though you notice that the round part's kind of a uh clenched fist, so you can kind of make out the the fingers as this thing is like jutting up as as it's more of the palm of the fist. Rather than the knuckle part of the fist, so you see like where the fingers end, though you don't see any like nails mm-hmm. or anything, just like the wrapping of like fingers. Okay. Uh, looking at the wolf's head, um, it seems a bit uh, squished to be like a full wolf's head. The snout's not as long as it should, and the eyes seem to be a bit more uh, open in comparison. And there seems to be like uh, brows. And then inspecting the okay. goopy teardrop, you notice that in the center of it, kind of um, in this viscosity of like all the the bubbles that are inside this teardrop to kind of give it that that look of of like of a gel, you kind of make out like a, a small heart in deep inside. So we've got a fist, a wolf head, and a teardrop with a heart. Yes. Jacques, do me a favor. Pick up that teardrop and tell me what you think. Um, Jacques picks up the teardrop. Uh, as soon as you pick it up, the other two shatter and dispense into a, a burst of light. The only one remaining is the teardrop in your hand. 
I think it seems more sturdily constructed than the other two, so you've picked right. That's what I was hoping for. The glass figure in your hand, this teardrop, starts turning shades of color, green, blue, pink, purple, and it starts oozing down and coating your hand and dripping off as it soon all of it fades. And soon you both start fading away as well. That seems a bit too familiar at this point. And that's where we will call it for now. Thanks for dropping by Heartbeats. That was a good time, huh? If you want to keep the good times rolling, you can contact us at Twitter at HeartbeatsCast. You can contact our wonderful storyteller at Adepsander. You can find the wonderfully talented Jazz at Orange Like Jazz. And you can find Humble or Me at Potentially Rob. Oh, and go have a look at our fancy new website at heartbeatscast.com. Lastly, if you've liked the show so far, we'd love it if you'd go to iTunes and like, rate, and review us. It would mean a bunch. Bye, friend.